following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino Casino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. I just tweeted out and posted on the Huge Show Facebook page. I'm looking at CBS Sports and their website. Lead story. Mel Tucker, quote, other motives are at play in Michigan State move with that letter of intent to fire him yesterday that he would have seven days to respond to Michigan State Athletic Director Alan Haller. This is the lead story right now on CBS Sports. CBSSports.com. And on the other side of the page, Dennis Dodd has rising stars lead Michigan State coach candidates. They're three games into the season. And now the list are coming out. Who will replace Mel Tucker? Three games in to 2023. And on the flip side, even above the Pro Football Hall of Fame nominees, Mel Tucker's story. More negative national headlines another week underway. What have I been telling all of you? In the Michigan State Twitter, and the Michigan State message board mafia came after me like I was blowing this story up that I have an axe to grind because I don't like D'Antonio. I think he's a clown. Not as a football coach, as a person. But you're going to blame me. So now you have the letter of intent to fire and you have the claim, which I'll get to in a moment, and Mel Tucker's response that he said Michigan State knew all of this on March 23rd of this year. So then your question is, if they knew it, why did they suspend him at the time knowing that and the pending Title IX investigation that would turn into a hearing? This is on everybody involved. Okay, I'm telling you. Tracy, Mel Tucker, and the school. If Michigan State would have suspended Tucker until the investigation was complete, they wouldn't be a national story again for another week. 
Mel Tucker could have had a chance to exonerate himself, right? Instead, Michigan State put their football program in season first. And some will say, well, due process for Mel Tucker. No. David Gregory, a lawyer, certified NFL PA sports agent with Bull Rush Sports, based in West Michigan, was in studio eight days ago. He'll be in studio later today. The MSU policy said they could have suspended him at any time the minute there was a Title IX complaint. So if I go by Mel Tucker's response statement that, you know, hit the media and Twitter and Facebook around, what, 11 o'clock this morning, he states that Michigan State knew about everything and in March of 2023. So if they knew what he claims, and they knew that there was a Title IX investigation, how in the hell did Michigan State not suspend Mel Tucker until this was totally investigated and thoroughly vetted? I know why. Because we had Washington at home. We had a big September. Our football program's going to come back. Michigan is going to be in the national championship hunt. The Spartans are going to roar back because the investment in Mel Tucker was not bad money. And look where they are again. They're at the bottom of the medium barrel or media I don't know about mediums are going, I see the future. I see, hold on, I see that today is Bill Simonson's birthday. And he had to go get his tabs renewed because he got the online thing in the mail and email 27 times in the last six months, but he decided to wait until his birthday to go set an appointment at the Michigan Secretary of State office. And then when I walk in, There's no line. I'm like, okay, I have the worst, the most unpopular birthday on earth, September 19th, 1961. I'm 62 today, but I look 42. So I walk up to the lady. You know, I had to set the 1240 appointment, and she goes, you got your license? I go, no, it's in the car or truck. So I go back out. I get it. She, do you have your proof of insurance? Oh, yeah, it's right here. She goes, "Um, do you have your registration? I go, it's out in the truck. And so I go out there, I can't find my license, can't find my, I got old registration. Totally a borderline handcuff incident if I'm pulled over. (laughs) Nothing. You got your license? No. You got your registration? I got for 2021. Yeah, it's stuck right here with the Taco Bell wrapper and my glove box. So I... I find the old one that I didn't know it has your driver's license number on it. And she goes, oh, we can look you up. And she goes, what's your birthday again? You know, one little question. I go, well, I'm coming in for the tab. I'm not sure you're building a rocket anytime soon at NASA, but it's 919-1961. She goes, wow, you don't look 62. I go, thank you. She goes, you look like you're 42. I go, I know. People say that all the time. And then she goes, well, you want, I got, I got to get tabs for you know, my son's vehicle, my vehicle. She goes, are you still good with the lion's plate? And the way she said it, I, I responded with, not after Sunday. 
And she goes, oh, you want a new one? We got Ducks Unlimited, not a hunter. We got a pure Michigan one. I love Dave Lorenz. I love visiting Michigan. No, I'm good with my Lions plate. Oh, you a Michigan State fan? Michigan fan? I go, yeah, why are maize and blue the color of those plates for everybody? Did you guys know something about Tucker before I did? The lady wasn't in a tank because, again, there's like 19 employees and there's four people in there. I was like, it was, I'm, like, I've never seen this. It was amazing. So it is my birthday. Uh, thank you for all, it's the best thing about Facebook, uh, birthdays. Man, because you hear from people, and I do the same as much as I can. And then with teenagers, though, you guys know this, and ladies, I played the game because I don't have my kids this week, right? They're with the ex. And I'm waiting for the kids to tell me happy birthday. Because I don't expect gifts from teenagers and kids. I don't expect, or anybody. I really don't. I, I'm fine with my life. Uh, things are cool. I don't expect gifts. But I am, like, looking at my text, just trying to make sure when, when the kids are going to say happy birthday, Dad. So the countdown happens until 11.59.59 tonight. On my phone. So we'll see how that plays out. But again, man, uh, thank you to everybody uh, on Facebook. Like I said, uh, it's the best part of the social networks celebrating a birthday. And I have Pastor Williams. where I, I met him and kind of followed him and got to know him when Brett Muller uh, and his wife Wendy I think down in the Mason Lansing area, their family or whatever uh, went to his church, and I, I think he's still uh, preaching, uh, guiding, leading people. And he sent me the coolest tweet, uh, a, a DM, private message. Happy birthday, Bill! The world is a better place because you were born. I hope you're enjoying your day. I'm like that. That's awesome. That is fantastic. Pastors, preachers, anybody connected to a church who's leading a church, they know, most know when to say the right thing. They really do. So, again, thank you. And hard to believe, man, I'm 62, man. Wow. Thank God I look like I'm 42. And we do have our Budweiser Folds of Honor huge question of the day that you can answer. And thanks to our friends from Fabiano. Uh, Fabiano has Budweiser distributorships all across Michigan serving up uh, Budweiser, Bud Light for the Lions fans, which so many people are talking about the Lions where, oh, I'm, uh, I'm looking at the injury list. And I'll get to that later, too. But the Lions already have me in an Advil place that I haven't been since they were 1-6 last year. And there's a common theme that I keep telling my friends or people who stop me on the street and want to talk Lions. If there is a flag, and I said it before the game on Sunday, if there is a flag on Dan Campbell and his coaching staff, it's the month of September and early season. Are they overthinking it? Are they over-preparing, under-preparing? 
Do they overestimate their talent level? Do they overestimate guys like Jacobs who they think can cover a couple of the best receivers in football and Lockett and DK Metcalf? What are they doing? Because their starts have brought a lot of angst with the Lions Nation. A lot of passion. You watched it after the Kansas City game. You watched it last year. But here comes the angst when they blew the 10-point lead late against Minnesota. And then to hear Dan Campbell saying, all of a sudden, Mr. I'm going to go for it every single time is not going to play for the end zone and going to rely on a coin flip to possibly give you a chance to win. That doesn't fit him. And I will tell you that the Atlanta game, no hyperbole, no overstating anything. If they want to kill the buzz, which the injury list I'll go through in a second, it's devastating when you're two games in. But you got Atlanta where they're on that 2-0 train. They're young. They're excited. They're riding the mojo, and the Lions can't lose another home game, at least in the early going. They have got to win that game. They're a three-point favorite. But they have to win that game. So they're one and one, and you can play the math, which, again, I listen to my friends, people I'm close to. Well, you know what? It's like they lost at Kansas City but won at home. And you start playing that Lions math, and then all of a sudden they're going to be, wait a minute, they're going to be eight and eight going into the last week, and they need another team to lose so they can get a playoff spot. This season isn't about just making the playoffs. It's not. This season is about winning the NFC North. This season is about going next level as a franchise. And when I look at the injuries and losing CJ for the year, I mean, Campbell tries to talk optimistically he could be back, but they're saying that could be for the season. I mean, go. I posted the injury list. And it's frightening. That's all I'll say. Absolutely frightening. Taylor Decker, not sure about this week. I'm just going off the latest uh, yesterday through today. Taylor Decker, not sure. Big V, not sure how long he's out. David Montgomery, thigh bruise, no date on return. Acora is on injury reserve, but he wasn't playing a lot anyways. Pascal did show some life in game one on IR. Khalil Dorsey uh, looked good in week one IR. James Houston, six to eight weeks. I think it's a fractured ankle. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, possibly season ending. And Emmanuel Mosley's hamstring, they're not sure. Mm. That's only two weeks in. I'm not Captain Buzzkill, but I will I will tell you, in my life, there is no team that has brought me down quicker than my Detroit Lions. No team ever can just boom. Ella, they're like a ride at Cedar Point. Hey, are you guys gonna do you gonna do the Lions Demon Drop? Yeah. The floor just comes right out and you fall to the bottom. That's why they have to win. 
So now you're going to have to be what the big sign reads on the stadium, grit. Which grit doesn't fit not throwing to the end zone at least once to try and win the game in front of what I thought was the loudest crowd I've ever heard in Detroit. I wasn't there when Megs uh, hit it out to beat the A's. I wasn't there when Stevie Y and the Wings were hoisting cups. But I'll tell you, connected to the Lions, Silver Dome and Ford Field, the loudest crowd ever. So they just have to win. That's it. Pretty simple and easy. We don't need to break it down. Win on Sunday. I don't care if it's 2-0 on a late safety. Just win. You have to. Think about what Monday could be like on this show. I'm, I'm having a tough time sleeping already. Lions now, I was sleeping like a baby after the Kansas City game. Now I'm thinking about the Lions. I'm looking at this Michigan State story going, uh, does anybody get it at Michigan State? Does anybody in leadership get it? Oh, my Lord. Every day, there's a new story. Every, every day since Saturday, there's been a new story connected to this. David Jesse, who writes for the Chronicle, chronicled all the entire timeline and how nothing is changing on that campus. So David Jesse will join us later. Graham Couch, opinion maker for the Lansing State Journal, Couch of the Root podcast. Also, Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com, columnist about the injuries, about the Atlanta game. David Gregory, he's a lawyer, certified NFLPA sports agent with Bull Rush Sports based in West Michigan. He joined us eight days ago, broke it down perfectly. I mean, if you're going to follow policy or he hasn't been fired, it's a letter of intent to... Uh, fire, which he had seven days to respond. That must be in his contract or school policy. And David uh, joins us. And then the latest now with Mel Tucker's responses now that have gone to the top of uh, national college football reporters. So David, uh, he he is not fired because a lot of people are getting this because even the coaching lists are coming out and CBS and Dennis Dodd, rising stars lead or stars lead Michigan state coach candidates. But there, there's still a window here of not him getting the job back, but before the official termination, correct? That's correct, Huge. Uh, they gave a notice of intent to fire within seven days. Is that normal? Well, it's, it's in his contract. Okay. So uh, he has seven days to show cause why he shouldn't be fired, most likely through his attorney. It, it's a formality at this point. Uh, on the 25th, he'll effectively be, be fired. So... Is this positioning for a settlement because it's gone public now? We talked eight days ago on how you mentioned, and I agreed with you, that you know Michigan State needs to keep this as private as they can. I know they haven't been good with transparency, but not let this get away from them and become a, you know, a two-day story becomes a six-month story. And here we are now with new twists and turns and responses from Tucker, which I assume are through his uh, legal counsel or agent, and it, it's just getting uglier. And now there's accusations that from Tucker in his letter, which I'll read later, or his response today, that State knew what was going on in March. So if State, this is what's strange, if Tucker claims in his reply statement today that Michigan State knew the exact things they're firing him for or intend to fire him for, 
then why won't Michigan State immediately just suspend him back in March? Well, that's a great question, but it's who at Michigan State knew what, when in March? Was it just the the Office of Civil Rights or the Title IX office that knew this in March? And at least from the statements through spokespeople, the, the interim president, Teresa Woodruff, and the athletic director, Alan Heller, are saying, we didn't know any particulars until, well, actually, until the media article came out. Which would be 10 days ago. So right? someone knew, people knew at Michigan State very clearly, but certain leadership, people in leadership are saying they didn't know any details. The timing of the letter of intent to fire when other fires weren't put out yet, to me, didn't seem, again, I'm not looking for PR moves or, or smoke screens, but you, you, you hadn't settled the other things. Why would they wait until the hearing to fire him because they don't want to pay him, I assume? Is that it? Well, it seems like they're responding to the public firestorm to me because they initially said, look, we're going to place, we're going to suspend him without pay, and we're going to let the investigation and hearing play out. And then a week later, they're saying, well, the hearing is still going to go forward, but it doesn't matter whether he violated the Title IX policy or the relationship violence policy. His conduct that he admitted to violates his contract, and we're going to give notice of intent now. It, it does feel like a change in position and that things are evolving and on the fly, probably because there isn't permanent leadership in place at the university. Right. You've got an interim president, right? Correct. You got Alan Haller, who is relatively new on the job. Relatively new. Right. When I say relatively, uh, but a big connection to Mel Tucker. Uh, the question is out there, which was there the minute I first read the story. And you then talked about MSU policy and Mel Tucker's contract on the public ridicule, which they brought up yes. uh, in that Alan Haller letter, actually cited yes. examples, which you brought up, David, when you were in studio eight days ago. That I, I I look at this and say, you you missed the boat again, and they missed on Nasser. This isn't connected to Nasser. It's not the same level of uh, sexual uh, predator uh, classifications as Nasser. But from a school procedure, you immediately should have said for the for the sake of the school and the victim, or the victim first in the school. And the football program, we are suspending you. Offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator takes over. Kids aren't all rattled. Uh, there's questions. Why? Well, there's a, 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 an investigation, or they can't say any. We can't say right now. They could say that. We, we went to the policy that based on this with a Title IX investigation. And, and now, on the heels of this story today with the reply statement, you get yesterday that they hired Jones Day, a law firm, to investigate. And the way they said it in their statement, it sounded like multiple MSU officials could be targeted in this investigation on leaking sensitive information connected to the Title IX complaint. That was a story yesterday about 4.35 o'clock in the afternoon. It doesn't stop. It's the gift that keeps on giving for people like yourself and for lawyers and well, PR consultants. Well, but that's what, and, and, jo and I, if I'm not wrong, Jones Day, I've heard that name in a lot of NCAA. Uh, you're a lawyer, you're a sports agent, you would know, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a large firm. They uh, helped investigate the 2018 handling of sexual assault cases by football players on behalf of the university. Uh, and they were also involved in the Detroit bankruptcy. So it's a, it's a name that, it's a big national firm. Speaking of, you know, 
image bankruptcy. Uh, Michigan State, uh, not you know, football, is going down a path here, David, and we'll get into it coming up uh, more, and I'll go through the statements because we want to get exactly what was said and uh, discuss it. But, man, when, when the firing's official, the transfer portal allows kids with a coach fired to enter uh, within 30 days because normally you don't get firings three games into a season. Uh, the recruiting class uh, that they have coming in could, could be just totally swept away by other schools. Uh, the damage here uh, to the – and again, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the victim first, but this is more about the procedural process at Michigan State. With four powerhouse programs coming in from the Pac-12, just saying you're, you were – Michigan State, you're giving Mel Tucker $95 bucks a few years ago. He's 2-0 at the time against Michigan. You now are three games in the season. He's been fired. His reply statement is the lead story at CBSSports.com. On the other side of the page, rising stars, uh, stars lead Michigan State coach candidates. And when my joke about a Cedar Point ride and the floor falling out, look at that. That is, and to me, it starts and ends with the leadership. It's not Izzo. It's not coaches. It's not anybody else. It's, it's about the people in charge. Is that board of trustees? It, it, you know, to have an interim president? To have all these presidents going, uh, I want nothing to do with this. There, there's a lot of signs that can be interpreted and read any way you want to. But the reality is the leadership at Michigan State. I, if, I'm, if I'm Alan Haller and I'm going, I'm seeing this, if you really love the school, I would just, you know, when he's fired, you 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 say I'm walking away. But again, I get you got an athletic department to run. Uh, who's followed what? We don't know the exact. Then you're going to get an investigation where I don't like schools hiring people to do their own investigation because it smells like the NCAA. Where I'd rather have an outside source where they would say, hey, we're going to uh, take this to the Wayne County prose- special prosecutor. And they're going to look into it, right? Where there's a neutral, a neutral side, no connection to the school at all. Because if you're paying for a report, is it truly going to be independent? I don't think the perception is is that it will be too, truly independent. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But the perception will be that it's not independent. That's my point. I, I just like, and that's the story yesterday. While you know, I'm sitting doing the show at the North Kent Golf Course and the Grand Rapids Gold Charities fundraiser. And I kept saying this, and now the Michigan State fans, and I do give you credit, you've backed off on me because I'm not the bad guy here. I'm just the messenger. And you can look at the stories every day. And like I've said, uh, I said it last week, David, with you in studio, to the people who support that university, to the good people who are there, it's time for you to rise up and say enough is enough. That school needs leadership that will be strong. Leadership that will make decisions. Leadership that will just do the right thing, which was, if you've been through Nasser, where you launched your own investigations, your own doctors, to look into Nasser, where you wanted to keep it inside your board of trustees circle, and it blew up an atomic PR bomb. Forget how much, 600, 700 million, whatever they had to pay out. But I'm, I'm talking about a school just doing it the right way. That to me, it's simple and easy. 
Mel Tucker, I'm sorry. We're going to have to suspend you till it's done. And there's another thing. No one was thinking Michigan State. If they got to a bowl game and were 6-6 six and six this year, that would be a great season. I forecasted 4-8. Four and eight. Forget football. Protect the university. Protect the alleged victim and future victims. And you just suspend them. And Mel, if you, if you exonerate yourself or you and your attorney get through this, then your job is waiting for you. Or we decide, you know what, we're going to go in another direction. Here's a settlement. And they move on. Well, you're exactly right, Bill. You know, the interesting thing about Michigan State's letter is, like I said before, it doesn't matter whether you violated the policy, the conduct that you admitted to, the the comments, uh, the fact that it was a vendor, the behavior on the phone, which we all know what that is. That is unprofessional and uh, and it violates the public ridicule section of your contract. What you admitted to is a fireable offense, regardless of whether you violated Title IX. So even if he was exonerated of the violation, they're saying the behavior in and of itself is a fireable offense. You know, and I go back to his letter, uh, Tucker's reply statement that was released today. He claims MSU knew about the information on which it supposedly relies to end my contract. Since at least March of 2023, the complaint was filed in December 2022. He's almost writing like they should have suspended me then, right? Yet only after Miss Tracy and potentially others leaked the confidential investigation report to the press, and they're playing off the story from yesterday. That's when, or, or, or did MSU suddenly decide the same information warrants termination? MSU is punishing me for Miss Tracy's leak, which violated MSU's rules regarding confidentiality of the investigation. MSU cut off semblance of interest in the truth or due process by terminating me weeks before the hearing. I chalk this up to another about face. In A.D. Heller's press conference on September 18th, he suggested MSU was suspending me as an interim measure and while the investigation continues. About one week later, with no new information, MSU moved to terminate me sanctimoniously and illogically claiming this action has no impact on the ongoing investigation. The investigation is designed to determine if I violated policy. I did not, but regardless, basic fairness requires that process plays out before any sanctions are determined. You come back and say no. In your contract, Mel, which you're a lawyer, you alluded to it, you have it here. His contract says public ridicule, and they cited the examples in their letter, can result in termination. That's exactly correct. That's the university's position is that you have violated your contract regardless of whether this is deemed to be harassment in the hearing ultimately. And, and I, as a lawyer, when you read, this is Tucker's words, MSU knew about the information on which it supposedly relies to end my contract since at least March of 2023. But who knew? Right. And you, again, the interim president and the athletic director have said, we knew that there was a complaint. We knew that there was a report. We knew that there was going to be a hearing, so there was some level of seriousness. But we didn't know any of the details of the behavior until we read it in the media. That's what they say. Uh, and let's take them at face value. They say they were following university protocols that only the Title IX people could know any of the details to preserve the integrity of the process. But 
there's Title IX lawyers on both sides of this who said, well, yes, that's appropriate. Your direct supervisor shouldn't have uh, command influence over the investigation. And others are saying, well, when you're dealing with incredibly high-profile uh, university employees where there's a huge public interest, uh, the, the president and the leadership should probably be briefed so they aren't caught flat-footed when it inevitably goes public, because it always goes public. And what's interesting about that scenario, that if this was all airtight, then why has the school commissioned a law firm to investigate what they call, in, in, in their words, uh, MSU officials, plural. They didn't say one MSU official. They said officials, plural, which means they may know who was told this and they want to find out who leaked it. Was it more than one? Was it multiple? Uh, and he's saying they knew in March 2023. The mistake they made, and I'll go back to when you first jumped in eight days ago in studio, and David Gregory, uh, he's a lawyer. He's an NFL-certified agent and also heads up Bull Rush Sports based in West Michigan joining us that they, in the spring, okay, it's going, if he says March, they're getting wind of stuff, delays, right, couple-month delay, which is noted on talking to Title IX investigators. You get to summer and there's a notice of a hearing. You, you tell Tucker you're not coming on campus, you're not coaching, D coordinator, O coordinator, take over. When it's uh, the hearing's done and this process is over, we'll reevaluate everything. Well, they certainly had that ability. They had that right. You they said legally, right? Very clearly, in in both under the Title IX law, both under university policy. If somebody's under investigation, they can even suspend somebody before a complaint or, or during an investigation, with or without pay. They had the ability to do it. The question is, should they have? And was Alan Haller sufficiently informed enough to make a, a reasonable decision? Uh, should they err on the side of caution at Michigan State, given their history? Those See, are I, all valid questions. I worry that you're going to hire a law firm that's going to say everything that uh, everybody did this, 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 and kind of clear everybody. I, that's why this should be an independent uh, investigation, uh, not one by a law firm hired by MSU. And also, uh, they hired... Uh, everybody connected to the Title IX investigation. So I, this should be outside the school. Schools shouldn't control that. That should be, you know, again, I don't want more government involvement, but there should be an, an outside agency that looks into all those complaints and also investigates everything. David Gregory, lawyer in studio with us uh, all afternoon, part of Bull Rush Sports. He's a certified NFL PA agent. And we'll talk more about the Mel Tucker situation, get to the Lions. Also, Graham Couch from the Lansing State Journal in less than 30 minutes. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Elevate your night out at the legendary Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Now open at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Start with the finest cuts of USDA prime beef. Pair that with handcrafted cocktails, signature shots, and Ruth's legendary hospitality. And you've got yourself one incredible night. Ruth's Chris Steakhouse has arrived. Make a reservation at RuthsChris.com for your incredible night at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway reimagined. 
Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Fuel up for less with M-Perks. Earn points on your purchases when you shop at Meyer in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save at the pump. Your dollar goes further at the pump with M-Perks. Plus, earn points for all qualifying purchases in the Meyer Express station. And keep a lookout for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Enter your M-Perks ID at checkout to earn. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Tuesdays presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SorenEagleCasino.com. David Gregory is a lawyer, NFLPA certified agent, Bull Rush Sports based in West Michigan. He targets Michigan athletes, coaches. Uh, if you were... Uh, let's play the quick. Uh, think about this. I don't know if we'll have time here because we had such a long first segment, David. But what would be your advice right now to Michigan State if you were legal counsel, hypothetically speaking, legal counsel to Michigan State? How, how do you stop this story from being national front and center uh, almost every day? Well, I mean, what would you do? Well, you don't stop it, I guess, other than dumping everything. Total transparency. Total transparency. Every document. Uh, maybe hiring or, or commissioning an independent, a truly independent investigation by some noted public figure. But before that'll take a while. I would just data dump everything you have. Going back to December when you first found out. Yeah. It's all, it's all public now. Right. It's all you know. There's no confidentiality rights now that it's been blown. Um, and some people will probably make them look bad, but. You ought to just dump everything in one big fell swoop and stand there and Alan Haller and Teresa Woodruff and maybe a board of trustee, they ought to stand there and answer every question for as long as it takes. Now, they won't do that, but that's what I'd do. Well, that was the advice a lot of people. Yeah, I remember Mitch Lyons when he was on the board of trustees. He said, we need to be totally transparent and get out in front of us. That, that's, the, that's the cliche phrase people use when... There is a PR nightmare lurking in the distance, right? Get out in front of it. Right, because if there's a if a public institution has has sitting on facts that are of public interest, legitimately, like this is, this is newsworthy. You should assume it's going to come out, and you should have a plan in place. Now they couldn't say the name of the person, person or persons involved, though they could have suspended Mel. Um, 
but they should have had a plan for this going public. There were a couple of FOIA requests and, and or requests for information that state did give some email communication to the Lansing State Journal about Mel Tucker delaying things. Now, here's what's interesting. Again, when that story came out, I think it was um, over the weekend, end of last week, and Lansing State Journal doing a heck of a job reporting on this, my first thought was, okay, if there's emails, are you talking about delays and things, why, again, why isn't he suspended then, right? If there's any negative, anything on those emails, that the story was Mel Tucker was delaying things so he could get the 750000 bucks a month, right? Right. So if there were emails that even hinted at that, you're the AD, you're the acting president. Whoever was on those, again, I don't know all the emails. How did you not suspend him immediately? Well, I guess because he didn't have all the facts, but should he have had all the facts? Should should have Alan Haller or the president, interim president said, uh, look, I need to be briefed on at least the broad strokes of what's happening here because this is the second most visible employee of the university. And there's massive public interest in anything that happens with them, especially of a sexual or scandalous nature, I demand to be briefed. And there really isn't anything other than alleged internal university protocols they've never cited that stopped either the president or Alan Haller from knowing at least some of the details. Well, what strikes me is that they claim they just found out with the USA Today story. But then people, somebody did leak at Michigan State, at least those are the allegations, enough to hire a law firm to investigate. And Mel Tucker's claiming you, you Michigan State, knew in March of 2023. And Lansing State Journal has a story with emails that were made available, or they finished with a FOIA Freedom of Information Act request that said there was delays in this, whether it was internal communication between Haller and someone else or the Board of Trustees or Woodruff, the interim president. Uh, there definitely uh, was a lot uh, there, uh, enough in my mind to suspend them a long time ago, and they didn't do it, and I'm telling you. They were thinking about their program. They're thinking about Saturdays at the school. They're selling booze, all these things uh, that mean money uh, to Michigan State. And now it's bit them right in the rear. And we'll talk more. David Gregory, lawyer, certified NFL PA sports agent uh, with Bull Rush Sports based in West Michigan. Graham Couch from the Lansing State Journal. He'll join us coming up within 15 minutes. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for my good friend Matt Golden. Now, he's the CEO and GM at the Tullymore Golf Resort. They're in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids and fall golf is here and they have some huge deals you can take advantage of on stay and play packages, tee times and more. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com That is TullymoreGolf.com Also, if you want to book a Christmas party for the holidays, you want to squeeze in a business meeting
competing with some golf and great food and beverages, Matt Golden and his team can take care of you right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're also booking big groups who want stay and play packages, or maybe you just want to look ahead to the perfect weekend in 2024. Remember, Tullymore is less than an hour north of GR in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Book your stay and play package or get more info now at TullymoreGolf.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan on a Soaring Eagle Tuesday broadcast. We'll have a short segment here with all the conversation with David Gregory, attorney, sports agent, about Mel Tucker in Michigan State. The negative national headlines are back. If you want to join in, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Big. Bad. Huge. is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino Casino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back live across Michigan. Tuesday broadcast with Superfly Hayes. Hammer and Hank Hayes. They had a bonfire Sunday night at the Hayes Ranch in Rockford. They burned all their Lions gear. Two games into the season, man. Come on, don't give up. I wish I could play Journey right now. Don't stop believing. But then I look at the injury list. And I look at Campbell and his September-October coaching record. Folks, they they can't lose Sunday against Atlanta. We'll talk to Mike O'Hara coming up in less than 30 minutes. DetroitLions.com. Graham Couch, Lansing State Journal, here in just about five minutes. Couch in the Room podcast. Uh, The latest Mel Tucker's reply statement to the notice of intent to fire from Michigan State Athletic Director Alan Haller yesterday. Yesterday, the story broke that a law firm's been hired by Michigan State to investigate allegations of leaks of the Title IX. I guess it would be the official, because they have responded. They have different words in court. They, how, so 
Who's filing the claim? What's that word? Complainant. Yeah, complain. That's why I, mean, I was trying. I was going to go there. Wow. I don't have to go to law school now. Thank you, David Gregory, NFL certified agent, Bull Rush Sports. He's based in West Michigan. Yeah, so these stories are happening. I mentioned CBSSports.com when we started uh, the show. They were the uh, top story. And now it's been replaced by Brady offers next question when asked about the Jets' uh, open QB job. I, I like your transparency idea. We talked about it. Anything Michigan State has, put it out there right now. But you know what? I remember talking to people inside Michigan State who wanted to do that, but the lawyers got involved, and now they say, don't admit anything. And you're a lawyer. You, you've been on both sides of uh, stories and complaints. Now they don't want them to admit anything because it could uh, make the school liable or individuals, employees, right? Well, it's yeah, it's the comms people, the communications people versus the lawyers. The lawyers are always going to say no. And sometimes you have to overrule the lawyers. And what is their real exposure here? It's not that bad. You know, somebody leaked the name of, of the complainant. There was supposed to be confidentiality. There's never in history, from what I can tell, been any kind of action by the federal government because someone breached confidentiality under Title IX. It's, it's, there's nowhere near the exposure you had. So how'd this turn into a, a two-time national story in the last 10 days? Yeah, you should have overruled the lawyers and dumped everything and said, we're an open book. Well, you should have suspended them a long time sure. ago, and that would have saved MSU all this grief. Hey, but you know, you could have massaged. Yeah, you know what? They probably should have. But if Alan Haler truly did not know any details, he could at least say, they shielded me by university po- policy from knowing anything. And as soon as I found out, I suspended him. You know what? Again, you would take a, you know, it wouldn't be a two week story anymore. At least I think it would have died down some. And there would have been maybe some belief that somebody at Michigan State had done the right thing. Nobody believes it anymore. It's a story the entire football season. It is. Because we haven't even got into the transfer portal. Uh, the red shirt rule, which leads up until four games. Uh, the transfer portal, when a coach is fired, all those players on a college team have the right to enter the portal for 30 days. So you could have half the team playing the season in the portal, but they're playing hard to show other schools hey, this is what I can do. You can get other guys taking a redshirt year or going, I'm just going to transfer at mid-semester. That's the football side of this for Michigan State. Yeah, I mean, you put your name in the portal, and that's all it is. You put your name there, and then that triggers the right of other teams and coaches to contact a player legally. But that's a massive distraction. Every game, every week. You're checking the portal. You're going to be checking the portal. Who's calling me? What are they offering? Why is this guy not playing? Did he, did he demand a redshirt year, right? Right. That's the other thing. Some guys, because the fourth game is coming up. Man. Uh, so you can play in four games and not use up your eligibility for that year. I'm sure some guys who will not want to enter the portal and also want to preserve their redshirt year. So they might be they might wow. be very short on depth. Mm. And they exactly weren't uh, three deep across the board going into this season. So uh, I, I do I do go back to Tucker's uh, response statement when he says, "quote MSU knew about the information on which it supposedly relies to end my contract since at least March of 2023." So. Did he tell, again, we don't know this stuff. It's all, did he, 
Is that just to the Title IX investigator, that office? was Did Haller say what's going on? Did he tell him? Is there something said that was off the record? But now uh, it was told to Haller. There's so much there. Let's check in with Graham Couch, Lansing State Journal, their entire team for what the word team is left in print and radio uh, today, and maybe even TV. Uh, he joins us uh, with the latest on what Tim Stout said it best eight days ago. This is going to be a soap opera, and here we go. Graham, right? It's just amazing. Just, yeah, there, there, there's going to be just tons of distractions. Um, it's going to be, a, you know, it's going to be a fight for Mel Tucker. Although I don't think he has a lot to stand on, just based on the language in his contract. Um, but I, you know, he's trying to get as much money as he can, and, and he'll. he'll uh, I would be surprised if the university uh, buckles too much because. Um, you know, it, I think they're better off spending a little more money fighting it than, than even paying him. But that would be my advice to them. Um, but yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what is uh, where this all goes and wh- what sort of season they're able to have. Is you know, is, is you know, the distractions pick up as the decisions about red shirts, as the transfer portal becomes open to these players, um, if there are other losses and. You know, and then what they really need right now, more than anything, is just a week where things go a little right, and and it's just a lot better than it was a week ago. And if if that happens, it, it changes the narrative from this sort of slide, uh, you know, towards disaster that that, that that Washington made them look like they're on, which they might be on. We just don't know yet. The thing that stuck out to me about Mel Tucker's response statement today, and I mentioned it to David Gregory, the attorney. Uh, sports agent with Bull Rush Sports who's in studio, that Tucker states, and it's his opinion, he didn't provide any facts or emails or audio recordings, that MSU knew about the information on which it supposedly relies to end my contract since at least March of 2023. So, you know, first day I talked to you eight days ago about this, and we both agreed, uh, who knew what and when will be the end of this story? Well, yeah, I mean the big thing there though that that's when his interview was with the the investigator was in, I think it was March 22nd or whatever it was of of of, of this year. So if that's what he's referring to, that, that that has nothing to do with the price of tea in China. Like that's that's not that's not gonna gonna do it here. That's a great line in the statement. He also had a line in the statement about Brenda Tracy um, and the confidentiality she broke. I. I I could have this wrong, but I do, as I understand it, I don't think she broke anything that was above her right to share. Um, so, I, you know, I don't think Mel Tucker has done himself a lot of good with his statements. That's my personal opinion on that. Um, does not mean uh, that, you know, when all the legalese is is, is broken down and, and this becomes a little bit of a fight that you won't get something out of this. Um, but, I, you know, I, I don't... The, the March timeline is, is based on his interview. And and so we knew that at least one person at MSU knew then, but that was the investigator. And that, from what we understand, was not anybody else. And we'll have to wait till uh, the truth comes out if we ever get the truth, because this is a very sensitive process uh, with Title IX. And who else did Mel Tucker tell anybody else in a position of leadership about what was going on or even a a, a casual blanketed uh, update, and that's it. I mean, transparency. Uh, Alan Haller standing by what he said. So is the interim president, uh, Woodruff. And you're going to get investigations now with the Jones Day firm on the leak. And I will tell you, 
where the story, in my mind, goes sideways even more, if it is confirmed, that, and they use the word officials in that story from yesterday that I shared for the Lansing State Journal, Graham, if you get names of people who leaked this at Michigan State after what they went through on procedural processes with Nasser, I, I know these cases are nowhere close. This is more of a not soap opera. Everyone has a right to legitimate complaint, but it's not on the same level. But the doubt, the lack of trust that's out there right now on what Michigan State says from a leadership perspective, even the doubt of what Mel Tucker says, you don't know who to believe here. Yeah, there's no question that, you know, what the leak winds up being, and, and, and we don't know yet. There are a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, you know, it's it's possible that, that um, even incidentally, that Mel Tucker could have been the beginning of that, and he may have been right to do that because he's afforded the same rights that, that Brenda Tracy is in this, from what I understand. So, uh, you know, I, we have no idea where this is, where that's going to go. Um, and you're right, if it is something that was malicious or, um, really, really uh, negligent at best in terms of being careless from leadership, whatever it might be, that's going to be a major problem for the university. So the transfer portal and the rule of 30 days to enter it, the four-game red shirt and fourth game's coming up uh, this weekend, I assume until he's officially terminated, fired, uh, we won't know anything about that until after that point. That's that's correct. I mean, from my understanding, is once he is terminated, the the portal is open for thirty days for the for the players, and they don't have to you know actually leave the school. But they've got. To, it, it, here's the other thing to remember, though: if you are, they're really the only pressure on any player to jump in for thirty days is players who have already transferred. Because with the portal timing, the portal will be open to everybody at the end of the season. So if you haven't done your one time transfer yet and you're a player on that team, and you don't want to get in the portal, you don't want to deal with the distraction of schools contacting you, you want to see where this season goes, how you feel about Michigan State, who they may hire, where this all happens. You're under no pressure to get in that portal. I mean, you might as well just wait and, and you know, see, you know, jump in at the end of the year if you want to when the, when the portal reopens. doesn't mean a lot of kids won't. Uh, and kids who have already transferred would need to take advantage of that. And so, yeah, it, it'll get. And then again, the the four game deal after this week. If any kid who hasn't redshirted uh, wants to preserve a year of eligibility, uh, that would be the the time to do it. Graham Couch, uh, fabulous job with the Lansing State Journal team on another uh, national uh, story when it comes out of Michigan State and inside uh, their leadership and the football program with Mel Tucker. Graham, appreciate the update. Always respect your opinions. We'll talk soon. Look forward to it. Take care, Bill. All right, Graham Couch checking in on the Roast Over Coffee guest line. David Gregory, uh, lawyer, uh, NFLPA certified agent, Bull Rush Sports. So I, this is another thing I'm picking up here from talking to Graham, and I'm kind of learning along the way. Even if a guy has transferred in, if a coach is fired – are they granted another year of eligibility? I did a little research on that today, Bill, and I don't have the definitive answer, but I, I actually believe if you've transferred once, that counts. So you can't transfer again free, if you will. So if they're going to transfer, you'd have to go sit out. It'd have to be somebody who would be a 
freshman has two years left and they want to go sit out a year and go play at Cal, right? Exactly. Now, I want to... I want to refine that down, but I was doing research on that point today. I think- I, I've never heard that. That's why it was the first. And the way he said it, though, would be maybe you want to get in the portal and transfer, and you might just leave right now or whatever you have to do on credits. Or Again, I, I don't know every single ch- uh, box you need to check, but that would be a, a coach fired in season because this is rare. Where, where there is the gray area right now, David, and you even hear it with Graham, yourself, and me, that coaches normally don't get fired three games into a season. It's highly unusual. Coaches get fired. It's usually at the Who end the of the season. Who was the last coach fired? Yeah, or, or towards the end. Towards the end. There might be two or three games, exactly. right? So then it's a different animal for uh, the transfers. And uh, the red shirt thing doesn't come into play because it's past the four games. So, yeah, well, that's – well, what if every underclassman, everybody wanted a red shirt? Well, I mean, we, yeah, would they have enough? Play- They'd have enough players to field uh, a team, but they probably wouldn't have enough mm. depth for player safety, uh, quite frankly. And like you, you said earlier, that the guys who can transfer at the end of the year won't put their name in now because that could create locker room tension things. But the transfers are doing it. Man, I got to look out for myself. I got two years eligibility left. I'm gonna have to sit out a year at. Texas A&M, right, or whatever, and you're going to go and play a final year someplace. Yeah, but I think the situation's so chaotic, I think a lot of people are going to put their name in because what does it hurt? You don't have to do anything with it. It just allows teams to contact you legally. I would, if I'm a backup, okay, I'm Bill Simonson, and I know that even if I've played a little bit, we're one and two. The story is going to be there the entire season. That the coaching search, everything's going on. I would put myself in for a red shirt to see how the university handles this, how Michigan State does, who the, the, the next coach that comes in, where things are at. And actually that guy would have the rest of the season to see what comes out of the hearing, if there are any findings, to know how the university handled it. Because if I'm a player right now and I'm at my apartment or you know house I'm living in or dorm, whatever, I'm looking at this thinking, my Lord, this is a clown show. And these guys all look out for themselves. NIL, uh, Transfer Portal, let's be honest. They're, they're this rah-rah, Rudy team concept and we're going to go and win together. It's rare you find that. Uh, in college programs. That's one thing I'll give Izzo credit for on the basketball side, but I'm I'm curious. How many guys won't even want to touch the field Saturday to, to not get hurt, to not hurt? And in a roundabout way, it could help Michigan State that if you have 30 guys say they want the red shirt, I, again, I don't know what the number is, that new coach is going to know there's an extra year of eligibility for 30 players. Yeah, this could go any number of ways, and I think the only thing predictable is that it's going to be totally unpredictable. Uh, It's just chaotic. And we have a new system, and then we have the unusual situation of a coach fired this early in the season under very scandalous circumstances. David Gregory, he's an attorney, also NFL Players Association certified agent, Bull Rush Sports 
Uh, he works with Michigan athletes, coaches, uh, knows the NIL business. Yeah, I was even saying to you, you can't do the pay-to-play if you're a school, but they have the Evergreen program at Michigan State. Do you not go to the boosters through the Evergreen program and say, hey, we need to ramp up some NIL money to make sure we can field a team the rest of the year in East Lansing? Yes, I mean, pay-to-play is technically illegal, but people walk right up to the line and I think there will be pressure to raise some money to try to keep as many good players as they can in the program. David, this is a, a story where I, my gut said it wasn't going away because we weren't getting enough consistent messaging from Michigan State. So what's interesting in terms of the leak and how people came about and knew about it and everything, and that first press conference where Michigan State at least portrayed with the acting president Woodruff and A.D. Haller, they acted like, oh, we, we found out about this like the rest of you through the USA Today story. They actually didn't really say that very clearly until the next day. Right, but they kind of, in a roundabout way, first on that Sunday late afternoon, early evening press conference, the night after, or the day after the story broke that previous night before, and then they, they tried to clarify a couple times. And then even... Mel Tucker, in his response statement today, uh, you know, talks about Alan Haller, uh, the AD, and he states, where was it about uh, September 10th, that in Haller's press conference on September 10th, he suggested MSU was suspending me as a, quote, interim measure, and quote, while the investigation continues. About one week later, with no new information, MSU moved to terminate me sanctimoniously and illogically, claiming this action has no impact on the ongoing investigation. That's Mel Tucker in his response statement from earlier today. Yeah, I did, there is some inconsistency there. There's no doubt in it. There were no new facts other than there was an incredible public outcry and uh, you know negative coverage of Michigan State. And they seem to have been caught flat-footed. When they should have realized be, Michigan State be in Michigan State, they should have realized that this is going to go public at some point. Now maybe we can't go public because of Title IX, but we need to be ready. And they didn't appear ready. I believe the change in comments, statements, positioning from Michigan State is incredible heat from boosters and companies that they do business with. Okay, sponsors. Sponsor. Yep. I'm talking big money. All right, big money. The Ishbias, these people, right? That, whoa, you got to fire this guy. You're not getting another dime from me. And again, that's, I don't have any proof. I'm just saying my knowing the power of money connected to schools. So that's why they, uh, and I, I thought, whoa, wait a minute. I, I personally would have separated the termination, but maybe they want to terminate so they can move quick on a coach right now. But I don't know what coach is going to leave while, unless he's not working. Well, what, no coach is going to leave a current college job, but maybe maybe one would if he's getting Michigan State's job. But then who's going to go sit down with Alan Haller and the interim president and the board of trustees while this is still active with Mel Tucker and say, yeah, I want to make a five or seven year commitment to your school? Yeah, I think that's the question. A lot of 
national writers say, well, this is an attractive job, and it's in the Big Ten, and there are a lot of resources, and it's top 20 in revenue and attendance. But the leadership chaos at Michigan State, I mean, is Alan Haller going to be there a few months from now? They don't have a permanent president. I mean, if you walk into there, you don't know who's going to be in charge a year in. Let's be honest. All right, when D'Antonio abruptly resigned and you had that negative PR cloud, and not a cloud, we'll call it a hurricane, over Michigan State, they could not get any big names. Luke Fickle turned it down. His wife didn't want to go there. Didn't feel comfortable in Lansing. They had to go to a guy who was 5-7 and seven at Colorado. They overpaid for him. He said no. He, he said no, and he uh, and they went back with more money because they were getting their what eight days out on recruiting, right? Right. So they there wasn't this list because what happens here, the MSU messaging militia, MSU Twitter, the fans will have a list of every big name coach who all of a sudden is just going to walk away from his stable current job and come to Michigan State. Nobody did when D'Antonio resigned. Well, I would say if D'Antonio had resigned at a more normal time in the process, they probably would have had a better pool. But there was still the wind blowing on the remnants of Hurricane Nasser and that and stepping in there. Because really, Lansing's a great place to live. You look at Michigan, Fickle's wife didn't want to move. You, is that place, did you feel like it's that the leadership is buttoned up? Yeah, Izzo, sit down with Izzo. It'd be awesome if everybody was like Izzo. I think they should clone Tom Izzo, and he should be the president, AD, and head coach. He's, and too, he's too smart to take and the job. And their, mo- and their modern genetics lab that they have right by the big smokestack uh, beyond the football field. You take a left there if you're tailgating. You see the modern genetics lab, MGL, and they're cloning people. They clone me so I can golf all summer, and there's actually someone else doing the show. Which Superfly said, you know, he's a little bit better than you, Bill. He's a little bit better than you. Uh, David Gregory, lawyer, uh, one of our legal insiders, and also when it comes to anything connected to NIL, the draft, college football, players, signing uh, with agents, contracts, and more, uh, Bull Rush Sports. And he is based in West Michigan and connects to state of Michigan uh, athletes and coaches. And he knows NIL and more. Just follow Bull Rush Sports on Twitter. And David Gregory will be with us for another hour, 10 minutes. We're going to get an update on the Lions injury situation from DetroitLions.com. Mike O'Hara will join us next. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. 
Friday, October 27th, TVs and Practical Jokers are up to their usual trips. If you're not here, you are missing out. It's the Tenderloins at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Sal, James, and Brian for two shows and twice the laughs. 7 and 10 p.m. Tickets start at $59. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Don't miss the Drive, 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 Drive Tour with the Tenderloins, October 27th. Party hard, laugh louder. Details at soaringeaglecasino.com. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Fuel up for less with M-Perks. Earn points on your purchases when you shop at Meyer in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save at the pump. Your dollar goes further at the pump with M-Perks. Plus, earn points for all qualifying purchases in the Meyer Express station. And keep a lookout for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Enter your M-Perks ID at checkout to earn. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. Join Van Andel Institute Purple Community for the Be Brave 5K Walk and Run in Caledonia on October 7th at 8 a.m. You can participate in a day of fun and exercise all while supporting breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register at VAI.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. I think the man is standing by. He's known as Mike the Man O'Hara, DetroitLions.com senior columnist insider. He's standing by. I was going to read through the injury report here again in a moment, Mike, but the show ends at 6, so I'm not sure if I can get through it. Maybe you can refresh my memory while you do it. Oh my gosh, I... You know, I, there's there's a side of me that they rally back from ten. The place is rocking. I'm in the crowd. I I was 
telling everybody, I think he's playing for the field goal. No, he's Campbell, man. He's going for the win. They're going to go up top here, and he plays for the field goal. He admits that right after the game, and again, at his presser on Monday, I didn't agree with that. Then the injuries were real. The missed tackles were real. Jacobs uh, playing off, you know, DBs, 10 yards. Geno Smith looked like he's, you know, uh, worth a you know billion-dollar contract again for the second straight year in Detroit. That's my uh, outside look at in perception. What were you thinking uh, during the game and also afterwards? Well, I wasn't thinking all of that uh, exactly, but you know, one thing about Geno Smith, I think mean, he's got years left. I mean, this isn't like his last year. I don't, I don't see the end in sight for him. And for the Detroit Lions, that's not a good thing because uh, looking at the schedule for uh, 20, 2014 or twenty twenty four, uh, they play uh, Seattle again back in Detroit. So this is getting to be a monotonous tune, but uh, get rid of that guy. But I don't, he's still got good football left in him. Uh, if, if they could do it over again, if Dan Campbell could, regardless of what he says to the media, if he could do anything over in that game again, what would be the first thing he would do? Be a little bit more aggressive there on that last, uh, you know, with a minute 44 left, be more aggressive. Yeah, he was aggressive coming out like he like he always is. That's that's his style of playing. I mean, he's that's not just to take a chance after chance after chance, but you know, undeniably, he's in, he he likes to play you know an attacking game. To not play that at the end was just I think was was just sort of out of character for him a little bit. And I think if he had to, to do it over again for whatever reason, I think he'd be a little more aggressive. Cautiously aggressive. Yeah, and, and the lack of pass rush, uh, he was asked about that as well after the game and at his uh, weekly presser. Uh, I was surprised with you know both tackles out for the Seahawks that the Lions didn't get more pressure, but they, they didn't look aggressive. I agree with you. The way they were playing 10 yards off on the receivers, it, it maybe they were saying there's no way Geno Smith can do what he did a year ago, and, and he did it. Uh, you know, I know they didn't score 48, but... Now, I was really shocked that the energy of the crowd, uh, the youth side of their pass rush, that there weren't more situations where Smith was getting hit or sacked. No, that's uh, to me. I thought they would. I thought they would get get to the quarterback, you know, at least a little. But they didn't. And you know, if that's an issue going forward, it's going to be a tough, tough year for the Detroit Lions. And look, you can't just let the quarterback stand there and pat the ball and look at you know look. You know, scan the uh, horizon and decide. You know, minutes later, who he's going to throw to. That's so you, you've got to get him off his spot, make him uncomfortable. You know, make the receivers. You know, start to. You know, break off their routes, things like that. But they didn't. It looked like too often pitch and catch. It really did. Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com senior columnist, joining us on the Rose Stumberg Coffee guest line. Yeah, uh, a week ago, I'm looking at Seattle, and I wasn't looking ahead to Atlanta as a must-win situation for Detroit, but they can't lose two at home in a row against Seattle and Atlanta. They just can't. I know Atlanta's 2-0, and ton of young talent, but uh, however it needs to happen, the Lions need that W Sunday. No, absolutely, they've got to win, win this game. I, I wouldn't necessarily call it a, a must-win, but I, as I've said some other places, I'd call it better not lose because it would certainly tighten things up before they need to be tightened up. I mean, look, the Lions have good players. They've got a good team. got a pretty good coaching staff, I think, too. And 
there's no reason for them not to, to put all that together and, and, and go on a good winning streak, really. I think I think they can do that. Now, whether they do or they not, I think they've got the assets to do it. But that's it's nice to have them, but you got to use them, too. Uh, looking at that injury list, uh, who is the biggest loss, either short-term or long-term, for the Lions? Oh, well, it's hard to say because you don't know who's going to be coming back for sure. But I think Vitae, the, the, the right tackle, look, they've finally gotten that offensive line together for the first time in three years. All five starters were on the field together. That was for the opener. And bingo, down goes Taylor Decker with an ankle injury. Didn't play Sunday, not likely to play this upcoming game either. So, you know, you can only lose so many on, on the offensive line. And I know what you can you can say, well, look what Seattle did last week. That's an aberration. That doesn't happen all the time. You just take you know, two guys and play that offensive tackle and get through it without your quarterback barely getting touched. But uh, I, I think the offensive line, to me, it really sets up everything you want to do, and it, and it really sets up you know, Jared Goff. Look, I think he's playing really good football for the Detroit Lions, and you want to keep him playing that way. Michael Harry, you can follow the Lions 24-7 at DetroitLions.com. Senior columnist, insider, checking in on the Rose Tumber Coffee guest line. Michael, appreciate your huge opinions. We'll talk soon. Huge, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah the way laughing at my huge opinion comment. You had a huge I like opinion. That. I like that. I, I don't laugh when I read your columns. Most of the time I don't. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not funny like you are. Okay. Thank you, Michael. We love you, buddy. I- all right, man. Yeah, he's a good guy. Michael O'Hara joining us. Yeah, the Lions. I love how I said it's a must when he goes. Uh, what, what was the what was the word he used, David? He said... Uh, better not lose. Better not lose instead of must win. <laughs> yeah, that was in David Gregory, lawyer, certified NFL PA sports agent with Bull Rush Sports, joining us uh, in studio uh, with his thoughts on... All the legalese and everything connected to Mel Tucker and his response statement today and the termination letter uh, or intent to terminate letter from Michigan State and Alan Haller uh, to Mel Tucker, which you said was part of his contract, right? Is that it? Or per uh, contracts that there's a seven? Because I never... I never heard a coach that they intended to fire would get seven days to respond. I believe it is a part of his contract. I, I will confirm that I've heard that, and I've I was just thumbing through it just now. But I well, you read contracts. Of Michael Hare was that boring that David Gregory, lawyer, NFL PA, uh, he's reading the contract. Superfly shaking his head, going, "Oh, great! It will take us two months again to get uh, O'Hara back on." I didn't say he was boring. I said it must have been. Do not, I got a lawyer, Superfly, in studio. Don't have, do not twist words or make allegations, okay? Uh, if you want to join in our Budweiser Folds of Honor, a uh, huge question of the day. Is it a better not lose or must win situation Sunday for the Lions? 1-866-838-4843. That's one 866 838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan. Add HUGE Show on Twitter. The HUGE Show on Facebook. Everything HUGE. 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. 
Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. I'm Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball. I'm Hunter Moore, and football is my game. So we know a few things about sports. And the passion of Detroit fans. That's why we're big fans of Eagle Casino and Sports. It's the mobile sports book that lets you bet on action all year long. Right from your mobile device. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Download the app and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. How would you like to win $1,500 in cash from Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Carter Dorn Mayhew Firm? All you have to do is beat my pro football picks and you could be the winner. Get your picks in until early Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. He hasn't made a putt all day, but if he makes this one, we're all cracking a Labatt. Hold it. Did you say if your buddy makes this putt, we're all cracking a Labatt? How about a Labatt Blue Light? Uh, yeah. Hey, buddy, you can do it! It's a left-to-right break, just outside the cup, a touchdown hill. Appreciate the support. You guys mind if I putt now? Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Best putt ever. Because making the big shot is better with a big crowd. Labatt takes everything to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer. 2023 Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. All rights reserved. Labatt Regulations, U.S. trademark of Labatt Brewing Company, Limited. Hey, buddy, where's my Labatt Blue Light? He made the putt for crying out loud. I want my Labatt Blue Light. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Now he just showed me a photo from the Hayes Ranch in Rockford where they raise many sheep and many horses. His dad not only burned his Lions gear on Sunday, but last night they threw all the Michigan State gear in the trash can. Really disappointed in the Hayes family. It does stink. I'll say this. Just, you know, Michigan, number two, undefeated. JJ didn't look good. It's Bowling Green. Talk to me how they look against Rutgers. I mean, both these last two years, they had games where you're like, what team is this, right? It was Maryland last year, Rutgers two years ago, Illinois game last season, but they found a way at the end. They have to lose for me to question anything about this team right now. They have to lose. They're number two in the country. What more you want? 
Heck, Georgia was getting beat by South Carolina. I'm thinking they might be number one in the country. And Georgia looked like, you know what? We're kind of bored. And I remember Kirby Smart talking at before halftime. And we'll be okay. We're going to take it down. We just got to get it doing. We're going to go and we're going to score a bunch of touchdowns. Thank you. I'm thinking like, is he running for office or something down there? They go out and just dominated South Carolina in the second half. So, But the Michigan State game, the week, and now another week with back-to-back, well, three days in a row of stories and national headlines and coaching candidates listed and, oh, there's the dream list and everybody's going to take that job. Just remember, you had to go hire a guy who was 5-7. and seven. And because he went 2-0 and against Michigan, he became one of the highest paid coaches in college football history at the time. That tells you how bad Michigan State not wants to beat Michigan. That's an obvious. But that they want to change the rivalry where they become the team that's going to back-to-back Final Fours, that's playing for national championships that's beating their rival and winning the Big Ten East and the Big Ten Championship. And they were ascending on that path with D'Antonio until things hit the fan. And then the modern side of football recruiting hit the game. And then Twitter and Facebook and allegations and Nasser didn't help. It magnified guys you would take a flyer or a chance on that you never should have. You just have to ask yourself, is it worth it? And I think that plays with everybody at Michigan State connected to this Tucker story. Everybody. Is it worth it? Was it worth not suspending Tucker when you're Alan Haller and you had a chance? I don't care about your friendship or uh, who you hired, who you didn't hire, how well you know him. Was it worth it? Look at it now. And yeah, we can all play the hindsight game, but I do that for a living every day. On what Dan Campbell should have done, what Michigan, you know, Michigan State could do nothing against Washington. My Lord, David, Washington looks like a team that could win it all. They really do. I mean, just loaded with NFL-type athletes. By the way, David in the studio is not a religious figure. He is a lawyer and also a certified NFL player agent, Bull Rush Sports, based in West Michigan, giving us the legal side of what's going on with Tucker in Michigan State. On the way, David Jesse with more from East Lansing. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan.
We are back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Hammer and Hank did send Superfly a text and say, no, we didn't burn everything Michigan State or everything Lions. That was Cousin Chuck from Romulus, who was on the west side of the state for the weekend. It was Cousin Chuck. So they just want to make sure... Hey, listen, every day, Mama Hayes, Hammer, and Hank Hayes are both retired now, which means it's a total treat. They're locked in 15 hours a week on the show. So a shout-out to uh, Cousin Chuck from Romulus. I think he's a auto worker, so I don't know if he's working now. That could have been why he came over. Who knows? If you're just tuning in, we talked about Mel Tucker's response statement to the letter of intent to fire him sent to him and his attorney slash agent yesterday. He says MSU knew about the information on which it supposedly relies to end my contract since at least March 2023. The complaint was filed in December 2022. Interesting he would say that, but he could be... Masking the fact it was the Title IX investigators that knew about it. That are, if I'm correct, David, uh, lawyers hired by Michigan State to investigate the Title IX complaint. Is that Yes, correct? it was an outside attorney who specializes in Title IX, who had worked at Michigan State and Michigan at their Title IX offices, but it was an outside attorney that led the investigation. And in this hearing coming up, it will be a... Hearing officer uh, appointed by the Michigan State Title IX office, right? Yeah, the, yes, that office, Office of Civil Rights. And whether that's an outside arbitrator who does this for a living or as an employee, very unclear from the regulations. But, you know, that office will appoint someone else, not the investigator, someone who hasn't been involved as the hearing officer. That hearing is private. Uh, It is, I guess, Tracy will have the ability to release any information per her rights uh, via Title IX, correct? Or Tucker? Yes, if they, they, the parties can disclose anything they want to. But the hearing is closed. It's scheduled for two days. And generally, they aren't in the same room. They'd be, you know, on Zoom, maybe in two different locations whether they're at Michigan State. Sounds like more of an arbitration hearing than finding cause, right? Well, it's not a court hearing. Uh, They're not sworn under oath, although you can't really present evidence, although you can testify and then be cross-examined. So then if you can't present evidence, then what's the hearing all about? Well, I, I guess determining, because credibility, remember we talked about that, because credibility of the witnesses is material to whether a violation occurred. The hearing officer is there to assess the credibility. And the interesting thing is the standard of, of whether Mel violated the policy or not is preponderance of the evidence. It's not beyond a reasonable doubt. But evidence you can't present, right? Well, they're taking the evidence as from the investigator at face value, and then they're going to evaluate the credibility of the people who choose to testify. So the people who talk to investigators, this hearing basically is to see who's legit, who's not. Yes, who do you believe? Who do you believe? He said, she said. You believe Mel or do you believe Brenda? By the way, David Gregory is the other voice you hear. He is a lawyer. 
an NFL PA certified sports agent with Bull Rush Sports. He is based in West Michigan, and he knows uh, what he's talking about. One of our legal invi- our advisors when it comes uh, to situations like this. And yesterday, Michigan State, we discussed this earlier, David, they hired the Jones Day law firm to investigate what they said were possible leaks, allegations of leaks from MSU officials and used the plural version of that word, officials, not officials. So that's going on. You have the hearings coming up. You have Mel Tucker responding. Uh, You have the university sending out the letter of intent to fire. I, I still think, as we've gone back and forth on and off air, was the timing right for state to send that letter of intent to fire right now? Just as a as a lawyer and as a sports agent too, you can hypothetically be on both sides of this. It would looked better if they'd have done it right off the bat, say press conference Sunday, and oh, we didn't know about any of the details because of internal policy, and perhaps the next day, uh, because their story has changed. This was an interim measure. The investigation continues. <laughs> now it's, well, the investigation on some level doesn't matter because he violated the contract. It just seems like their story's changing, and that's not a good look for them. And by the way, uh, Mel Tucker, in his response statement to the letter of intent to fire from Alan Haller and MSU, he did say, uh, I chalked this up to another about face. In A.D. Haller's press conference on September 10th, he suggested MSU was suspending me as an, quote, interim measure, and quote, while the investigation continues, unquote. About one week later, with no new information, MSU moved to terminate me sanctimoniously and illogically, claiming this action has no impact on the ongoing investigation. The investigation is designed to determine if I violated policy. I did not, but regardless... Basic fairness requires that process play out before any sanctions are determined. But you then talk about his contract uh, away from Title IX about public ridicule. And in their letter of intent to fire, they cited uh, factual information from Mel Tucker that was released publicly on why they did send the letter of intent to terminate. Yes, uh, they said the behavior that you admitted to, that's undisputed, that there were comments uh, about her body, that there was flirtation, and then there was the incident on the phone of a sexual nature. Whether that was wanted or unwanted, that's, that's, that's for the hearing. But what they're saying is that is unprofessional behavior that violates the moral tup- turpitude clause of your contract because, number one, you were married. Number two, she was a vendor. Number three, you're carrying on this some level of relationship with a vendor whom you have supervisory control over. That these things viol- that you've admitted to, whether it's unwanted or not, violate your contract. So we're, we're cutting you loose on your contract, and the hearing is about something else to some extent. And the moral turpitude and also the public ridicule, eight days ago in studio, you mentioned that in uh, Mel Tucker's contract. Speaking of Mel Tucker, David Jesse with The Chronicle, longtime Detroit Free Press education uh, writer, uh, a good man when it comes to giving both sides of the story. He wrote a column over the weekend uh, at The Chronicle in regards to the timeline and why these things keep happening at Michigan State. And David 
is standing by here on the huge show across Michigan. Welcome back, David. Thanks for having me. All right. So uh, in your work uh, last week uh, leading up to that column uh, that I retweeted that people can find at the Chronicle, uh, what did you come up with in terms of why situations uh, that blow up on Michigan State leadership keep happening in East Lansing? Well, it all goes back to the to the Larry Nasser case. And remember when that came out and it was determined that they had looked the other way, that they'd actually cleared him at one point. You know, there was lots of questions raised about why board members in particular were there and what their role was and why they wanted to be on the board. You know, there was a number of athletes. There was a lot of, they took a lot of trips. Uh, you know, they wanted to be in the suites at football games, basketball. They wanted the status of being a, a board member. And you're still seeing that play out here um, in this one. I talked to Rachel Denhollander, the first uh, woman to come forward uh, publicly about Larry Nasser. And she said the same, she said the same thing. Look, at this is what we talked about with them those many years ago. In fact, Rachel and other survivors uh, worked with a couple board members and got this big reform plan to put together that was going to help bring transparency, help put new processes in place at Michigan State. And the board voted it down. They, they decided they weren't going to go ahead with it. And so now you have kind of this reaction where they're doing it once again, sticking their heads in the sand. I don't understand, you know, as you were talking about with your previous guest, what changed? You know, you got to agree with Mel Tucker. He's right. They knew about this in March, you know, the stuff that they used to fire him yesterday. What's changed since then? David Jesse, uh, he's an educational reporter for The Chronicle, former Detroit Free Press reporter, joining us here on the huge show across Michigan. Yeah, that was the one thing that stuck out to me because when they knew, you you say that, David, uh, Title IX, the Civil Rights Office, uh, did Haller know? Did somebody on the Board of Trustees know? Uh, did the interim president know? Because uh, the, the biggest question in this story to me is, why? if you feel you have enough now, even beyond Title IX and the moral turpitude and public ridicule clause, why did you not suspend Mel Tucker last spring or at the latest before fall practice started in July? Yes, exactly. And they'll claim, well, we didn't want to know because we didn't want to influence and we wanted to protect the privacy of those involved. But when you talk to experts, the folks who do this for a living, and I've talked to them, other media members have talked to a bunch of them, you can go out and read a bunch of stuff about it, there's no privacy in the university itself. The privacy is not releasing the names to me, right? <laughs> to write about for everybody to read, for, to release the names to you so we can talk about it on the, on the radio. But when you have a high profile person, and Mel Tucker certainly is high profile as you can get at Michigan State, maybe other than Tom Izzo, why wasn't the president briefed on this from the get go? And as soon as they were told, as soon as he made his comments in March, why weren't they, why wasn't the president, why wasn't the athletic director briefed on those remarks? And they could have acted, they could have acted then instead of waiting until, waiting until September. So to me, the question is not only who knew, but if nobody knew, that seems to be just as damning. What about the Jones Day law firm and Michigan State not going to an independent outside investigation and again, things that they didn't learn with Nasser and were forced to go to the outside 
investigations. I think he even brought in the feds, right? Or Michigan State Police, if I remember, uh, back during the Nasser story. Well, why not hire an outside investigator? Because my first thought now, with the lack of trust with MSU leadership, David, is that I don't know if I'm going to be able to believe anything that's in that Jones Day final report. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And I don't know that we're actually going to see it. There's no commitment to, you know, they didn't say we're releasing this to the public. And, you know, Jones Day was hired to track, just to track the leak, you know. No one's been hired to look at what happened here. Did this process work? What can they learn from it? You know, to me, that's the more important thing than an alleged leak. We don't know for sure that her name that her name was leaked. And, you know, speaking of someone who gets leaks all the time, it's going to be very hard to track down who leaked that story. People, sources who want to leak stuff are generally pretty creative uh, at getting information to reporters in ways that uh, protect themselves. David Jesse, educational reporter for The Chronicle. Uh, his story over the weekend I have up at The Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, why these types of things keep happening at MSU. David, from following MSU, is there a transparency fix here? Is there a procedural process they could uh, put in place next week that you think could turn this negative PR ship around? I, I mean, I think they should. I think they should come out and be as transparent as possible. I think they should pledge to. They should pledge to release the Jones Day report. I think they should hire an outside investigator to do that uh, that report. Remember, they also have uh, investigations going on for their handling of the business school dean and some allegations there. Um, you know, they got that re- they got that report out that dinged the, um, the current interim president for the action she took when she was provost. You know, I, they just need to tell information and be straight. And then, you know, board members and administrators need to look at who, why they are there. You know, are they really there to do governance? Are they really there to do their job of oversight? And if so, they they need to do it. And we'll see. Uh, you know, you would think after after the seismic shock of Nasser and and nearly a billion dollars when you look at what they paid out in settlements and money spent on lawyers and investigations at a school as big as Michigan State would have learned their lesson, and it's obvious uh, they haven't. David Jesse, I appreciate uh, the information. Anytime. All right, David Jesse, just uh, Google the Chronicle, search that uh, on Facebook or Twitter. And, you know, David Gregory, lawyer, certified NFLPA sports agent with Bull Rush Sports joining us in studio. You heard the Jesse interview. It's kind of echoing everything you said uh, in our opening segment. Yeah, he's a really smart guy. Hey, well, <laughs> no, well, a lot of this is just common sense. There is that element of it, and I guess what is the lesson learned from Nasser? Shouldn't we err on the side of caution? Shouldn't we err on the side of transparency to the extent we can be transparent? Did we learn anything, you know, from that searing, terrible experience? And this suggests maybe they didn't. Yeah, and again, a lot of this is uh, it's just as. There's allegations from Tracy to Tucker, Tucker to Tracy. There's allegations on the leak. Nothing's been confirmed, but the element of doubt uh, doesn't outweigh the truth. But when you have lack of trust in people, it's really tough to move forward. It really is. And this is, uh, that's why I, I, what David just said, what we were just talking about, I'd announce that 
Uh, that report will be released publicly. Here's all the communication. Uh, yes, this is the time when I knew something. Because now, Haller and Woodruff had that press conference a day afterwards, and you can't go back on it. And as we mentioned, when you have ongoing other investigations and stories connected to improprieties, lawyers are saying, we, we can't talk. Yeah, lawyers do that. But you know what? In Nassar, there was incredible legal exposure for the university. It ended up being almost a billion dollars, as you said. What is their exposure here? There really isn't any expo- There really isn't any penalty for leaking, other than I guess they'll find out who did it and they'll be publicly shamed for having done it. Uh, number one, number two. If you get rid of Mel Mel Tucker, he was always going to sue you to get the rest of his money, anyways. So there really isn't much legal exposure, and there could have done so much good by being more transparent. That's it. I think it's common sense. I, I think this entire situation and what has been the pattern with Michigan State is they try to bottle it inside departments, whether you heard the business department or athletic department. You, you try and contain it uh, and stop it from spreading. And in the end, it's going to bite you in the rear. And that's what you're dealing with right now with this story, which is national and on CBSSports.com. And every college writer now nationally is talking about it today. And you hit the slow news cycle, no NFL games, no college football, uh, end of baseball season, and you're front and center. Again, and you're Michigan State. And Tucker's not going to stop because he's taken – he will make every attempt to take people down with him. And what does he have to lose? He has to fight for some – some remaining portion of the $75 million that's left. I think he knows he's not going to get all of it. But he literally has nothing to lose and everything to gain. He has to fight for his financial future, I'm sure, number one. And, you know, reporters, there were FOIA requests of Michigan State about this subject in August. Uh, Pat Forty from Sports Illustrated said someone called him in August and said, hey, are you hearing anything about Mel Tucker? I mean, this train was coming down the tracks. And they shouldn't have been caught so surprised by it. We just heard David Jesse say they knew, Michigan State did, that it, it, the privacy is about uh, not outside the circle, that he talked to other experts, and Michigan State's hiding behind this. Like, we found out when the article came out, which to me, and where I've held my line, I called BS from the start. Well, you will find Title Nine lawyers on both sides of that. Some say that... If it's a high-profile uh, figure at a university, the president or the AD should be briefed. Others will say the direct supervisor of a person accused should be kept out of the investigation so they don't interfere with it. Um, I have a tendency to agree with the former, but there are Title IX lawyers who will say both things. Are you, are you, are you telling me there's lawyers that take sides? Or disagree with each other? I really? I, I've never experienced that, David. I... Uh, the revelation today from David Gregory, who is a lawyer and a certified NFL PA sports agent. He is with Bull Rush Sports. Uh, follow them on Twitter. Great legal advice. I, I tell Superfly, it just feels comfortable to have a lawyer and sports agent in studio where I can say, hey, I don't know, because this is sensitive. At the end of the day, you know, there are sexual allegations here and improprieties. Again, are they true? We don't know. But it's a process with Michigan State that I questioned from the beginning, not taking sides on the he said, she said, that how could you as a school let this process fail you again? 
it's not going to be that seismic hit of Nasser. But the negative PR for a football program struggling, what was supposed to be a swing year and get it back on track, has bottomed it out. So now, awaiting how many kids want a red shirt or the transfer portal or what lies ahead the rest of the season, and adding Oregon, Washington, UCLA, and USC to the conference next year, the reality is what has happened in the last 10 days may set back Michigan State 10 years in football. Mm. Go from that point when Tucker's 2-0 against Michigan. $95 million because LSU people say, what, they pay him in the first place because you had a second better. And David, you know the agent business. You know the legal side when you get a second better. Well, they believe there was a second better, <laughs> which is just as good. Which is just as good. There you go with lawyers who tell the truth and lawyers that can handle the truth. Few good men. One of the greatest movies ever. All right, David, stick around. One final segment together. You want to join us? Uh, the Budweiser Folds of Honor, huge question of the day. Is the Atlanta Lions game on Sunday a must-win or they better not lose game? You can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. From St. Joseph to Midland. This show is huge. In the den. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. The Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. This is the ultimate test for the Tigers. It started last night here at Dodger Stadium, but it continues tonight. L.A. has already clinched its 10th division title in the last 11 years has reached the playoffs for an 11 consecutive season, and it possesses two of the best players in baseball in Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. Detroit is trying to get there. In order to do that, they must nurture homegrown talent, elevate them at the right time, and make sure when they get to the big leagues, they are productive to stay there. The Dodgers' 26-man roster is deep and talented. The Tigers is not, so that will be the thing this team addresses most. Not big-name, big-money players, but steady, versatile ones to help them move the process along. Bill Simonson here for my good friend, Josh Garvey. He is a managing partner at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, and they'll be stronger together. And did you know Bean Garter can help your business with outsourcing your payroll and other business needs? That can help ease tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. Just go to beangarter.com to find out more how they can help your payroll system and make your workplace that much smoother. Go to beangarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And they can help you with all your payroll needs. Like I mentioned, tax filing and year-end reporting. Reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. All your payroll needs can be handled by the team at Bean Garter. Find out more at BeanGarter.com. Imagine this winning big at Soaring Eagle. 
Go Bowling for Bucks to win premium play prizes that are right up your alley. Drawings are every Friday in September from 7 to 11 p.m. And one lucky winner every hour strikes up to $3,000 premium play. Roll the ball and hit your lucky strike with Bowling for Bucks. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Join Vidandal Institute Purple Community for the Be Brave 5K Walk and Run in Caledonia on October 7th at 8 a.m. Be Brave goes beyond fundraising events. It's a community of passion and individuals supporting breast cancer awareness and honoring survivors. You can join everybody for a day filled with fun and exercise, all while making a difference in the fight against breast cancer through supporting research at Vidandal Institute. Register at VAI.org to join this empowering event. That's VAI.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back live across Michigan, Superfly Hayes is our executive producer on a Tuesday broadcast presented by the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SorenEagleCasino.com. Also, they're Michigan's go-to live sports betting destination. All football season, hoops, soccer, and more. Baseball playoffs, the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub inside the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant. Let's go to Sonia in Freeland, Michigan, listening on 100.9 FM. You're on the Huge Show. Hey, Huge. How you doing? I'm all right. Uh, just calling about the Lions. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, we're a therapy show now, too. Uh, yeah, that's probably good right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> always with the Lions. You never know. Um, I was just going to say it's a need to win. Or, I mean, sorry, I can't lose. I said it wrong. I can't be a need to win. A need to win would be like a regular team right now. Like, in our situation, we've had this happen so much to us that if we, we can't lose. Because if we lose, then it's like, so much of the fan base is just going to be like, all right, same old Lions. So, yeah, we cannot lose. We absolutely cannot lose. So I just think that that's probably my favorite answer of the two, and that's about it. Thank you, uh, Sonia and Freeland. And I am thinking about I'm trying to find a mental health professional building that would sponsor my hour once a week called Lions Therapy. And I, I take calls, and it's kind of like a couch on the radio, and – I love Sonia from Freeland listening on 100.9 FM, but she said they can't lose 43 times during her 62-second uh, commentary because she feels it. And we all were hyped. Eight and two finish. Sunday night football win over Rodgers and Green Bay to keep them from the playoffs. Super Bowl champion Kansas City, their night, they win. And you go in and look like the same team we watched last fall during that one and six start. The same type of team we watched and the same type of coaching decisions that we witnessed during 0-10-1 in the first year. I don't know what it is. 
I really don't between at Minnesota or Seattle last year, and now you can flip it and be that good. Do you remember how many people were talking about Aaron Glenn? And if Aaron Glenn can't turn around after one and six, maybe Dan Campbell is in over his head, and they found a way. Because I believe when Dan Campbell strips it down and they don't try and follow the pack and play the percentages or the analytics, and he goes by his gut and grit, That's where the Lions became different. That's the culture that connected people. That's why not going for it to win it when you were down 10 and it looked like you were going to lose and you tell people you're playing for the tie, that's not the Dan Campbell that the Lions Nation wants. And I I sit in the stands for four or five games a year because I want to hear what the people are saying, not what the press box is saying, not what the suites are saying. I do enjoy the suites. I'm really tired of people asking for selfies and autographs when I'm in a suite. Can you just leave me alone and let me enjoy the game? But I'm getting through that. I'm actually seeing a therapist about that. Where in the first session last week, uh, the lady said, so what seems to be the issue? And I go, I'm kind of a big deal. And that was beginning our uh, first session, one of many. That would be the 193rd therapist I've seen uh, in my lifetime. So I, if there's a Hall of Fame, like with a couch on top of the building, I'm in that thing. Dan, throw to the end zone. Mike, you're decimated by injuries in the game. You still had a chance to win it. And you played for a tie. So you were banking on a coin flip helping you win the game. When you just settled for a field goal and you didn't score a touchdown and you'd have to score a touchdown to end it on your first possession. And you don't trust your field goal kicker three times in the game, but all of a sudden you're going to do that to end it and maybe in overtime. It didn't make sense, and it doesn't make sense now. It's not the end of the world. They went on Sunday and they're 2-1. They're tracking exactly like I thought they should. If they lose to Atlanta at home... And Atlanta's 3-0, and the Lions are 1-2. and Then we're going right back where we were last September, where we were September of 2021. And, and a lot of that was based on coaching decisions. Year one was golf wasn't playing well, and Stafford's playing well, and here we go with the Detroit Rams T-shirts. Last year was about coaching decisions. No adjustments against Seattle. They just kept running and throwing, and they did the same thing a year later. And 65,000-plus packed in there had to see the same replay. No adjustments. Nothing special. Well, we got to be better. Oh, God, do I hate that from Dan Campbell. I hate that from everybody. Well, we got to be better. We're going to be better. Got to be better. Next question. Yeah, uh, Dan, uh, Bill Simonson from the Huge Show blog, can you tell me why your receivers are playing 72 yards off the ball? Well, 72 is a big number. 1972, I remember where I was. Next question. <laughs> uh, David, uh, you played at Northern Michigan, football player. Uh, you love the game, kids playing in high school, all that. Uh, you're a sports agent, work with NFL teams, NFL PI uh, certified. Uh, you're also a lawyer. Uh, we're not asking for legal advice on who we can charge 
uh, with the Lions' loss, but from a football perspective, uh, A, are you a Lions fan? Because you went to Northern Michigan, you could be a Packers fan. Uh, and B, uh, when you look at that game, what's the biggest thing you take from it? Well, I'm not a Lions fan. <clears throat> I'm a Packers fan because I went to school in the UP. There you go. I knew that. And I did not know that before this, and I've known you for a couple years, that I just sense that because the UP basically is kind of like no one wanted me. I wanted to put up a sign there because I've been up to Houghton, Hancock, Calumet, and that's more of a split town. But for some reason, Marquette, which is actually to the east, seems more like a Packers town, which tells me more people from Wisconsin come up and go to northern Michigan than come up to that beautiful university in Houghton called Michigan Tech. Am well, I correct on that? Well, there's probably more Wisconsin folks at Northern, which is a far superior campus. Okay. But uh, uh, look, you get to Iron Mountain. We, we might go over the affiliate list in a little bit uh, here, David. Uh, okay. AM 920 and 107.3 WMPL. Well, Tech's nice, too. Yeah, it is. But it's beautiful. If you want to be an engineer, go to Tech. There you go. If you want to be a sports agent, go to Northern Michigan. There you go. So but, you're, a, were you, you're a Packers fan. because Where'd you grow up at? I grew up in uh, Traverse City area. So you're well. My dad. My dad told me when I was ten that I should find another team because the Lions weren't haven't been any good since they traded Bobby Lane. That's what he told me when I was ten years ten. old. Ten, your dad. Ten years old. <laughs> he goes, "Don't waste your time in the Detroit Lions." Son. At ten. That's what he told At me. At ten. Yeah. So then you go to Northern Michigan to play football, uh, and this is long before your legal and uh, sports agent uh, bull rush sports career. And then you become a Packers fan because you guys could drive down probably and go to some games, right? Number one, the first weekend I'm up there, that football's on. I go, hey, we're going to watch the Lions game, right? Because the Lions were actually decent, had Sanders. And they said, no, the Packers are on up here <laughs> because their their TV stations came from Green Bay. And then I, I complained about it. And then I had a teammate from the Green Bay area whose family had season tickets. And he said, why don't you come to a game with me? So I went to a December game. Everybody had the Hunter's Orange on. It was when they had the old green siding on the stadium, and I was hooked. It was just so fun to go to a game there. I've been going to a game in December with my college buddies every year since 89. Oh, now I now I get I, I said you had a little surly look on your face. Now it's coming together uh, with the Packers blowing that game against uh, the Falcons that you're in, the Lions losing. You're thinking with Jordan Love, they could have been 2-0 and had, had a game up on the Lions, while Lions fans are thinking they could be 2-0 if they would have went for the touchdown or at least a shot at winning it against Seattle. And they would have had a game up on Love and the Packers and two games up on 0-2 Minnesota and Chicago. Now I get the surly look on your face. Well, I do. I admire this Lions team and 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 Dan Campbell and the oh my the, God. the kneecap biting. They got to get back this, to the this kneecap. This sounds like biting. an Iowa caucus speech we're getting right now. The kneecap biting. No, he struggled. The only box you can check on questioning him is the starts to his first two seasons, and now in game two, because Kansas City looked like a team that was aggressive. Where, where was Branch coming on a blitz? Where, where, where was all that aggressive play we saw against the Chiefs, who I think they have a better offensive line? Seattle was – where was that? It's like they, they overthink it. I see this with coaches. Look at Hardball in the first half against TCU in the Final Four. Oh, my God. Drove me nuts. Coaches overthink it. They, they, they just say, oh, they expect us to do this. We're going to do this. 
I think if you have an identity, you have to stick with it, but you also mm-hmm. have to make halftime adjustments because everybody does in the NFL. No, NFL is about coaching, and big boy college football is about coaching. It really is. It's about adjustments, and the Lions playing so far off. I've never seen any team except the Lions. You're up three touchdowns, and you want to play off? My feeling is you jam the receivers, and that gives time for your front four a blitz to get through. Nothing. I, I, I was there the whole game. I saw nothing except the urgency, which is a, a regular with Dan Campbell in the month of September into early October, that when they play with an urgency, they offensively they go right down the field and score all the time. So, yeah, Packers, Jordan Love, one and one Lions, one and one Both teams could have had a game up, which is big because I'm looking at the NFC North right now, and I'm seeing I, – I said this after Minnesota lost Thursday night on the huge show Facebook and Twitter pages. I, is 9 or 10 going to win the NFC North this year? I think. Probably. Yeah, I, I really do. Hey, I, watch out for the Fal- – don't sleep on the Falcons. No, I that know. That is not a, a gimme. They, they, can't, they can't lose that. They can't lose two home games out of the first three. After winning at Kansas City on Thursday Night Football in America to kick off the NFL season? Oh, my Lord. If that does happen, I guarantee every Hayes Ranch family member is burning everything with the Lions on it. David, fantastic stuff in studio today. And one correction, Hughes, huge. The seven-day notice is not in the contract. It just says that there shall be written notice if they elect to terminate. Maybe that's an internal policy, or it just looks good and fair to give him seven days You're to respond. You're talking about Mel Tucker. I'm Mel the, Tucker, I, yes. When I ask you why not just terminate him, I've never seen the seven-day rebuttal period, but they're doing it to be fair, you think? That's my take on it. All I know for sure is that, that it's not in the contract. I love that. Uh, a lawyer, sports agent, Bull Rush Sports finishing with a legal correction. Not his final argument, but his final thought. Thank you, David Gregory. Yeah, he's a sports agent, certified NFL PA with Bull Rush Sports, really focusing on Michigan athletes. Uh, if you want to find out more, just search Bull Rush Sports on Twitter. We do have one final segment straight ahead. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. No one cares what you've been through. No one cares about your hopes, your dreams, your desire to make a difference in this world. Guess what? That isn't true. Law enforcement cares. That's why people join the force. Maybe they came from a world where those things are true. Maybe they didn't. But here's something they have in common. They do care. Maybe you should consider being around people who truly care about you. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org and start the conversation. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Fuel up for less with M-Perks. Earn points on your purchases when you shop at Meyer in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save at the pump. Your dollar goes further at the pump with M-Perks. Plus, earn points for all qualifying purchases in the Meyer Express station. And keep a lookout for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Enter your M-Perks ID at checkout to earn. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. 
This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Listening to the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network. The huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Tuesdays are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino. And Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com. That's SoaringEagleCasino.com. Now, if you missed any of our conversation about the Lions, about Mel Tucker's response to the letter of intent to fire him, it's all on today's shows. Podcast, single segments, hours, and more. Just search The Huge Show on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more, wherever you download podcasts. Just search The Huge Show. You can get our free podcast there. My good friend Johnny Brand from all the Brand Steakhouse and Grills wants me to remind everybody, you're home for Michigan, Michigan State football all season long. The Lions and the Falcons on Sunday at all Brand Steakhouse and Grills. You'll find the Brands in Bay City if you listen on 100.9 FM, the Brands in Caledonia, Brands in Holland for our listeners on WHTC. Tomorrow I'll be in Holland at Hope College with Peter Sturzma. 2-1-1 Hope beat a ranked team last week. Stars has got it going on. The volleyball program at Hope ranked number two in America in D3. I'll be there with our affiliate WHTC. That is tomorrow. Three until six on the campus of Hope College in Holland. So I mentioned the brands there, James and US 31, just up the road from Hope College, where you can watch Michigan, Michigan State, the Lions all season long. Also, Johnny Brands in Granville. Johnny Brands on Leonard off of 131 in downtown Grand Rapids. And Mike Brands Sr. has the brands... In Cascade, just east of GR, and Liz Brand Stegeheis and Sean Stegeheis, part of the Brands family. They now have the Brands near 44th and Division in Wyoming. For the Brands close to where you'll be for the next big game, go to Brands.com, and there you can order up all your favorites for pickup or delivery at Brands.com. Johnny Brand Sr., good man, Sandy Brand, and the family. They wish me a happy birthday. Thank you. Johnny sent me a picture of a pig and a missile going one way. You do the math on that. 
Thank you, Johnny Brand Sr. 24-7, everything you need at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge.